Good afternoon for Jim Smalley. I'm Drew Posty. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. Coming up, harvest is underway across Saskatchewan earlier than normal for most producers. Also, more on NAFTA renegotiations after the first round of talks have wrapped up. Agri-News is brought to you by the REMAX Blue Chip Realty Ag Team of Marcel DeCorby and Graham Toth. Online at landforsalesask.ca and McDougal Auctioneers Ag Division. Choose the alternative, McDougal Auctioneers, for guaranteed results. Online at mcdougalauction.com. Drier conditions in the south are forcing farmers to start their harvest early. Warren Ward is the Canola Council of Canada's agronomy specialist for East Central Saskatchewan. Yeah, you know, as we uh, as we go farther south, uh, generally we are seeing uh, harvest activities, so mainly swapping at this point for, for canola starting to happen. Uh, in some cases they're in full swing, and in some cases they're just getting close and, uh, and will likely be starting towards the end of the week. What sort of tips do you have for swath timing? You know, it's a bit of a mixed bag when you do start moving farther north. Uh, in some areas that have been wet, if you know, thinking about the northwest part of the province, they're probably you know quite a ways away yet. And in fact, there's still some fields with some flowers out there, so so there won't be any swathing activity in those fields anytime soon. But uh, there are other pockets out there which you know got uh, seeding at, at a decent time in May that that will likely be getting close to swathing, or you know within a couple of weeks would likely be uh, seeing some swathing activity. Acti- happenings. How about the northeast and central portions of Saskatchewan? I guess we have a, a few thoughts when we're thinking about swath timing though. Uh, we do want to make sure that the people are out there at the right time and um, not jumping the gun just because they see that the neighbors out there with their swaths are rolling. Uh, one of the easiest way to add 10% yield is just to wait uh, you know a few days or, or, or a week to start that swathing operation. So it uh, has some it's hard to hard to notice it but it, it really can add up. So uh, waiting for that 60 to 70 percent seed color change is our is our recommended target for for swathing, and uh, you know if you're swathing a straight cut variety, you could even go a little bit later than that and and just add some extra yield to the to the uh, bottom line. Also, keep in mind if you've got a really thin plant stand out there with lots of branching, those branches are going to be a little bit later than that main stem, so you would want to even wait a little bit longer to make sure those seeds on the branches are firm and uh, and not going to uh, basically uh, turn to pepper or dry up and, and lose yield that way when you do swat. Earlier this month, there was a rising concern over the diamondback moth, but Ward says he's now been hearing a fewer cases. Starting to hear a lot fewer concerns at this point about diamondback moth. Now, we still want people to be monitoring for them, uh, but it almost looks that at this point, like a lot of uh, the larvae that were out there have now are now pupating and uh, and aren't causing any more damage at this point in time. Now, there could be, uh, there still likely are some larvae out there feeding on the canola, but by and large, it seems like we're, uh, we're below thresholds, I think, at this point in time. However, Ward says there's been reports of another harmful insect. Yeah, I'm hearing a few uh, reports of Bertha armyworm hotspots out there as well. So again, that's something to, to keep an eye on as we're you know, approaching swathing, but still have a little bit of time to go yet. Uh, just just keep an eye out for the Bertha armyworms. Uh, they can uh, much much larger worms so than the diamondback moth larvae, so they can do a lot more damage in a shorter period of time. So we do want to stay on top of scouting for them. Uh, and again, just uh, keep in mind, we do have the thresholds, uh, a nice 
table with the threshold values for the birth armyworms as well. So keep an eye on them. Uh, so far, I've only heard of a few fields in certain areas being sprayed for it. Uh, make sure we're at thresholds before we start spraying, of course, because otherwise, uh, you know, we, we could uh, could not be maximizing the return on our, on our dollar spent on the crop. But, uh, yeah, at this point, keep scouting for them, uh, especially if you do find that you're in a bit of a hot spot. But otherwise, uh, you know, just keep an eye on them as you're, as you're out there assessing uh, whether it's, you know, disease in the field or SWAT timing. Just, uh, just something to watch. Warren Ward is the Canola Council of Canada's agronomy specialist for East Central Saskatchewan. This portion of Saskatchewan agriculture today is brought to you by Daigleman Industries. Look to Daigleman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market. And brought to you by Markison New Holland, east of Regina at Emerald Park. Visit markison.com. The accounting firm KPMG is weighing in on the NAFTA renegotiations. A new report from KPMG's member firms and Eurasia Group says a quick resolution to the negotiations would benefit all involved. Russ Crawford is a partner at KPMG in Canada. I think certainly, first of all, in terms of getting through negotiations and just getting something done, uh, swifter is better to actually have concrete results that make sense for all three countries. If things start dragging out, obviously you never know in the political environment we're in where that will lead. Crawford says all sides have an interest in the status quo and a quick agreement could give U.S. President Donald Trump a concrete achievement to present ahead of the 2018 midterm elections in the U.S. For Canada and Mexico, Crawford says the ultimate goal will be preservation of NAFTA. He says the accord has been a boon for both countries. Crawford outlines four key issues in the negotiations. Clearly, Chapter 19 and dealing with dispute res- settlement mechanisms, that is going to be a key part of the discussion. Um, U.S. is focused very much on the rules of origin. And obviously, there's been a lot of discussion about trade deficit reduction by different sides and what that means. Um, and then labor standards. Uh, clearly, especially I think on the side of dealing with Mexico between the U.S. and Mexico, uh, labor will be a key issue. Foreign Affairs Minister Krista Freeland drew a line in the sand on the issue of a trade dispute mechanism. She said Canada could walk away from the table if the U.S. tries to dismantle the system of settling trade disputes. Yeah, you know, it'll be interesting to see uh, what happens in that regard. I do think the dispute resolution is very important from both the Mexican and Canadian perspective. Um, clearly, that is one of the issues the U.S. is putting on the table. Um, I do think we'll have a very major process as the parties all talk about that. Hard for me to say where that's going to go. Crawford expects everyone will give and take in the negotiations. I think in any trade negotiations, the reality is concessions will be made by all the parties. And so it's a key of being at the table, uh, those discussions, uh, I would expect there's going to be some concessions by all parties. Russ Crawford is a partner at KPMG in Canada. The American dairy industry is split on the question of Canada's supply management system as NAFTA negotiators prepare for or had their first session rather in Washington this past week. A vocal contingent of American farmers actually supports the Canadian system of price and import controls and would like to see the same thing in the U.S. That's at odds with the U.S. government position which opposes Canadian supply management and has worked for years to weaken it. The market update is brought to you by Scott Bjornson of Hollyswell. Call 1-800-284-9999 for more information or to book a free consultation with the office of Scott Bjornson Hollyswell. Scotia Capital Inc. is a member of the Canadian Investor Protection Fund and the Investment Industry Regulatory Organization of Canada. And brought to you by Flamin Sales in Saskatoon, Southie, Prince Albert, Yorkton and Swan River. Visit Flamin.com. Prices fell or remained unchanged in early trading today. 
Durham is unchanged at 293.77. Feed barley is down $4 to 144.29. Canola is down 240 to 472.74. Flax is unchanged at 446.25. Oats are down $4.80 to 158.59. Yellow peas remain unchanged at 288.54. Feed wheat is also unchanged at 136.48. And number one red spring wheat is down $4.25 to $243.10. The Livestock Quotes are brought to you by the Assiniboia and Weyburn Livestock Auctions. Call Assiniboia at 642-5358 or Weyburn at 842-4574. Good afternoon, everyone. This is Lee bringing the Livestock Market Report direct from Heartland and Swiftcart. We had a light run of cattle last week due to harvesting conditions. We had 660 cattle on offer. All class of cattle sold steady. Good cows are bringing 95 to dollar four. Sales to dollar seven. D3 cows 80 to 95. Good bulls 120 to 125. Sales to 128. Medium bulls 95 to 115. Earling steers 7800 pounds 185 to 198. Six 700 pounds 190 to two dollars. Heifers. 900 to 1,000 pounds, 155 to 165, 7 to 8 weights, 165 to 175, 8 to 9 weights, 160 to 170. For further livestock information, please phone 773-3174. Good day and good marketing. Now here's the latest Saskatchewan pork prices. This is the Hams Market Commentary for Monday, August 21st. Ham sold 6,800 hogs Friday, selling in a range of 179 to 189 per CKG. Today's sales are expected to be around 6,000 head, selling in a range of 169 to 185 per CKG. 100 index dressed weight hog prices for the week ending Friday, August 18th are Maple Leaf Sig 5, 185, Ham's Cash, 183.50, Thunder Creek Brickco, 189.98, and High Life, 187.67 per CKG. Ham's Cash hog price today is down, and forward contract prices opened down as well. On Friday, the Canadian dollar was up 38 basis points with a daily exchange rate at 1.2586. The Canadian dollar is currently trading at 79.56 cents U.S. U.S. cash markets continued their weak trend to finish last week and are expected to trade lower early this week. Last week's slaughter was up about 3% over the previous week and will continue to grow at an average rate of about 1% per week for the next two months. Wholesale pork prices have come under significant pressure, with pork belly prices dropping about 15% of their value over the last week. With so much of the support coming from only one of the primal cuts, the market was quick to factor in the collapse, especially as supplies are expected to grow significantly over the next few months. The official 620 CKRM farm weather forecast is brought to you by Raymore, Yorkton and Watrous, New Holland, working hard to keep more jingle in your jeans. And brought to you by Prairie 6-inch eaves troughs, specializing in 6-inch eaves troughs for farm buildings and shops. Online at prairieeavestrough.ca. Clear skies and sunshine today for the solar eclipse that's just about to wrap up. Winds from the northwest at 20 kilometers an hour, gusting as high as 40 this afternoon, a high of 22. Clear skies tonight, winds again out of the northwest, gusting up to 40, dying down later in the evening in a low of 8 degrees. Cloud cover moving in tomorrow for the afternoon, again a high of 22, a low of 11. Sunshine for Wednesday, a high of 23, again a low of 11. Thursday sunny, 25, a low of 15. Friday cloudy skies, a 60% chance of showers and a high of 23. The normal daytime high for this time of year is 24. The normal overnight low, 9 degrees. The sun rose at 5.56 this morning. It'll set around 8.07 this evening. 
Around the province right now, Esteban, Prince Albert, and Saskatoon are all sitting at 18 at 16 in Swift Current. Weyburn is 20, Yorkton is 19. At the Sour and Moose Jaw, sunshine in 19. Here in Regina, mainly sunny skies and 19 as well. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. Once again, for Jim Smalley, I'm Drew Posty.